Hey everyone, I'm Johnny. I'm Victoria. Welcome to Tasty Pages, a podcast from Cooking the Books. Each week, we'll discuss a featured cookbook. And we'll rank each book in a variety of categories, including food photography and styling, degree of difficulty, and of course, taste. This week's featured cookbook is... The United States of Cocktails by Brian Bartels. Hey, Victoria. Hey, Johnny. How are you? I'm fantastic. December 27th, as we record this. I feel restored after uh, taking a few days off and being lazy. Yep. We celebrated Christmas Day and Boxing Day because we don't discriminate when well, it comes to holidays. Yeah, we don't celebrate Boxing Day. He's we lying to you. cocktails. Well, <laughs> okay. Or Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to episode 21. We're old enough to drink. Yep. Of Tasty Pages, a podcast from Cooking the Books. And in keeping with that theme, we are going to be talking cocktails and drinking stories and various sundry activities, right? Sure. All right. Um, Before we dive in, let's get a few housekeeping things out of the way. As we come to you from the bungalow belt on the northwest side of Chicago at our kitchen counter, otherwise known as the banquet belt. There's lots of banquet halls there are around here. Every other corner, it's uh, dive bars and banquet. Although halls. after this weekend, I think it's the unbuckled belt. <laughs> <laughs> Man, did I eat a lot! Holy cow! I ate so much meat in the past few days. My body is going to hate me. Yeah, you know, candy and meat <laughs> and and cookies. We did we did some last minute baking because I was going to be like, ah, oh, to hell with it. Yep. But you know, then I talked you out of your Scrooge. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Scrooge so much as it was just you know being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong. I, with I that. had a real flow going, and I just wanted to you know keep it. You lean wanted, into uh, it. I wanted to maintain it. I, I get it. I feel you. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's get a few housekeeping things out of the way. Um, per usual, if you go to our website, which is wecookbooks.com, and click the store tab, that will take you to uh, Amazon.com affiliate link. And we've got some kitchen essentials for home cooks there. If you're looking for any maybe post-Christmas gifts or just something for yourself. And we also have a cookbook list and I just updated it and added some of the more recent ones that we've really enjoyed that we've featured on our Cooking the Books Instagram. And best of all, if you make a purchase from those links, it doesn't cost you a penny more, um, but we get a few pennies in return and it's a way that you can support us and get something that you want in return. How's that sound? That sounds fantastic. All right. Um... Well, what are we talking uh, dinner tonight? Uh, tonight we are doing, well, we, we started a new book today, yep. first of all, and it's called Cast Iron Cooking for Two by Joanna Pruis. Yep. Um, and tonight we are doing a short rib ragu over rigatoni. Yeah. And it's from that book. Everything's going to be cast iron this week. And more meat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing with the meat. We we did surf and turf for dinner, and for Christmas, yeah, for Christmas, yep. and we got these giant steaks. Johnny got a New York strip, yep. and I got a ribeye, and um, that thing the, was like as big as your head. It was so huge, and then we had scallops as well. Yep, so many scallops. Um, 
which strangely our dog Olive does not like. She does not. She oh, turned she, her nose up at him. She's so snooty. We could have. She could have been living, <laughs> living high, high in the life. Hog, I know. Eating um, scallops, but nope. <laughs> So anyway, Johnny has like kind of just decided that he doesn't like steak so much, and even my in the mood for it. Yeah, even even myself, I didn't. I ended up not eating a lot of it, and so we basically had like one and three quarters of a whole uh, of steak left. Like we're doing nothing to um, maintain that stereotype of like me, the big knucklehead dude like eating a giant steak and then you're like, Oh, I'll have a salad. It's actually like the other way around where like, you know, we go pick out steaks at the store and yours is like a small car. And then mine is like a little tiny medallion meat medallion. And I love my steaks like with like plenty of fat and which is, which is why I think filet mignon is super boring. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. I like what I like. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we did. We talked about dinner. We talked about what we got going on next. That's really about all since we last spoke. Um, if you haven't checked out our year-end best of uh, favorite cookbooks, episode 20, I would suggest going back and doing that. A lot of good stuff on there. And we'll also be publishing our top 10 cookbooks on our blog. So you can also check that out. Um, Want to talk cocktails? Let's do it. All right. So this book came to us from the publisher, Abrams. And um, how should we describe this book? It's, um, it's a book that kind of takes you on a tour of the United States. Almost like a little road trip. Mm-hmm. And you learn about the states, whether or not they have a spirit that they make there. It talks about various bars, you know, the oldest bar in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a little fact-filled gem of a book. Yeah, it's, it's a clever book. And, you know, as you mentioned, divided into all 50 states as well as D.C. And each state or each section has cocktail recipes, info about, like, bars, like, you know, bucket list, bar, oldest bar, like you said, um, fun facts. There was quotes in there from mm. different, you know, characters, you know, whether it's, like, literary references or bartenders. Um, and then there's also a little... Fun tips and tricks and like fun, you know, like... Uh, They're called bar snacks. Yes. Which is yes. so adorable. Yes. Um, and I and I love that as well because it just gives you... It's kind of like the equivalent to like Norm from Cheers. So it's just <laughs> little like dumb facts that are kind of fascinating. And another interesting thing about this book is there is not a single photograph in it. Nope. It's all uh, illustrations. and Illustrations the, are awesome. The illustrations before each state are adorable like there will be a lobster sitting mm-hmm. sitting in a lawn chair yep. <laughs> with a lighthouse in the back having a drink sitting on a cooler um that's supposed to be stephen king too because it, it's in <gasps> maine and then oh, so the yeah, there's a yeah. little story in there reading, about like he's reading uh, the lobster is reading it <laughs> yep I, that was I. I enjoyed that little anecdote there. Um, so what we decided to do were select uh, five different states that we had some kind of personal connection to. So whether it's a state that we currently live, like Illinois, state where we're originally from, like Minnesota, uh, 
where you grew up uh-huh. as a young girl in West Virginia. Very, um, very young. And then two states that we've just traveled to previously, uh, Louisiana, in the case of New Orleans, and Nevada, in the case of Las Vegas, and just had some good uh, times and some good experiences and good funny drinking stories. So we're going to get to all that, and that's what we're going to talk about. So it might not be necessarily a, too much about the cocktails that we drank and enjoyed, um, but it'll just be more related uh, fanfare related to these states and stuff. <laughs> so I don't know. You want to start with West Virginia? Uh, yeah, we did the industry standard um, from West Virginia. And uh, like Johnny said, I spent m- my first few early years there. Uh, it's where my very first memories are from. You've got some good stories. Most of them are related to food. Um, like where we lived, we used to live out in the sticks, like on, down a dirt road in essentially what was a trailer, but it was not on wheels. Um, and it wasn't a trailer park. It was just various trailers plopped, <laughs> plopped. Wasn't in the that woods. organized, huh? No, it wasn't. Kind there, of like a lazy trailer park. Yeah. And, um, and there were all these little wild strawberries growing all around and we, uh, so I picked those up off the ground, which is disgusting. <laughs> Think you better hope they were strawberries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were. Um, and we ate squirrel. We had a pet raccoon. Yeah. You have to talk about Charlie. Oh, Cause I think this is, this is Charlie was adorable. Fundamental to your, <laughs> your upbringing. I he, think he was just this, um, raccoon that was hanging that would just hang out in the tree around like he would climb up in the tree and he would climb under our the makeshift porch that we had um and he would just hang around and so we started letting him come into our house and he was really smart he would sit up on his hind legs and cover his eyes for hostess cupcakes um he was adorable and he would like I remember my mom threw a conniption once because she had just made us these fancy velour um, uh, two-piece suits, um, and Charlie like ran up the one side of my leg and just kind of plopped himself on my shoulder, and my mom was apoplectic. She's like, "Your outfits." And yeah, and then someone listen to me. I'm totally rambling. Anyway, someone stole Charlie. They probably ate him, and that's the very end. sad. <laughs> And I know he was stolen because he used to sleep on the porch and we had a little collar for him and the collar was like unbuckled. Wow. So, yeah. They ever solved the mystery of the missing raccoon? No. Oh. I'm sure he was stew for someone. Yeah. He they didn't very, even share. He was so... What? <laughs> they didn't even share. Oh. <gasps> no. <laughs> the next day, your neighbor comes over. Hey, want some of this stew that I made? Oh, no. Don't know. Poor it's Charlie. Sad. Yeah. So, anyway. What was in this cocktail? It was rye and Aperol. And no strangers to our home bar. Nope. That is Love something that we always keep. Uh, it had lemon juice and rosemary and this nice little honey syrup um it was just nice really clean refreshing drinker that was a good one Mm -hmm. i enjoyed that um should we move on uh yes let's set our sights on louisiana 
So we went with the classic... uh, Sizzrack. Yes. And uh, this was uh, kind of a a nod to our time in New Orleans, which we visited um, for our five-year anniversary. So this was a while ago. And we renewed our vows mm-hmm. in in New Orleans, and uh, we had a kind of like a voodoo spiritual priestess Miriam who ceremony. We, who we are still in touch with to this day. Yeah, if you are in that area, check out the voodoo spiritual tempo. It's still there. Um, priestess Miriam is a dear, dear person, very sweet, and um, we love her. And so that that was quite a fond memory. Um, that's not all we did. And then af- after <laughs> after that, um, after we renewed our vows, we went to Nola, which was Emerald's restaurant. One of them, yep. Um, and then, of course, that was good. Do you remember what we ate? You have such a photographic memory for past I, dishes. I don't remember. I want to say I probably ordered quail or something, but there, there was probably some drinks involved. Yeah, there were some cocktails involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and. Oh, Man, I would give anything for a beignet. Oh, uh, yeah. We had to do the touristy, you know, obligatory Cafe de Monde visit for the chicory coffee and beignets. And for a, for a good long while after that, because they sell chicory coffee in the store. And for a good long while after, like yeah. when we got back, we would make chicory coffee. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a staple. And then... Uh, Uglisich was another highlight, which Aww. is no longer there. I was very happy that we actually were able to eat there once before it closed. It was this restaurant, and every year they family owned for decades, and they would be like, "This is this might be the last year. Yep. This might be the last year." So lines every day, lines down the block. It was hot. That, it was that really day hot. Too. But people were absolutely jovial. Every you know, we met some great people staying mm-hmm. in line. They they brought out beers and it was awesome. And I do remember I had a catfish po' boy with just lettuce and tomato, no other any unnecessary stuff on it. Yeah. I remember it being really good. Mm-hmm. I remember that uh, you know, kind of cafeteria style dining and seating. Yeah, and just, it was nothing fancy. No. The food was awesome. And it it seriously is one of my favorite memories from yeah. New Orleans. And they have a cookbook, which we own. So I don't know, maybe someday we'll dive into that one and make a dish or something to tip the cap to them or right? something. Because that, that was a really fun time. Uh, anything else in New Orleans? There was a there there was a bar that we visited called the Blue Iguana, which was really fun. It was not on Bourbon Street. We didn't hang out on Bourbon Street because yeah. Bourbon Street smells like pee and vomit and yeah. not little little touristy. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm fine with doing touristy things within reason, like the Cafe du Monde and stuff. But uh, when I when I want to get my drink on, I'm generally not heading over to like Bourbon Street or no. you know any of the touristy spots like that in a city. Some of the best places that we've drank, I think are ones that we just kind of like wandered around and found down some, you know, back alley and could never find them again if we had to, you know, just, (laughs) it's okay. That's the best way to find places. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Should we go to Illinois? Yes. All right. The paper plane. That's the drink we made for, for Illinois. And we we live here, um, but even before we moved here, we we 
went on our honeymoon here. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a ton. We we visited a lot. We had a lot of friends that live here, um, and it seems like. Over the years, our friends, you know, like we've had different friend groups that have moved here or back to Minnesota or... And strangely, for unrelated reasons, we just kind of ended up in the same city again, but a different city from when we first met these friends. So I've had some dear friends that I've known for a couple of decades, actually more like three decades, and I originally met them when they were living in Los Angeles and we were in Minneapolis and then they ended up in Minneapolis for a brief spell um, and then ended up in Chicago and we would visit them and uh, then we followed. Well, I shouldn't say followed because we just ended up here for different reasons, but we ended up, you know, kind of relocating to Chicago as well. And, and I do have friends to, to this day. Yes. Um, all right, tell me, let's talk about this drink. Yeah, let's do it. So this is a good one. It's got bourbon again, mm-hmm. or rye, uh, and Aperol and, uh, then something new for us, which we've really been enjoying Amaro Nonino, which is a blend of 40 herbs and botanicals, very top secret stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we yeah. got a bottle, uh, it was called Cardamero and, um, it's a little bit less expensive than than the Omaro No Nino. Yes. Um, or this is it Sinar, which is the brand that Shinar. Shinar. I think is, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's you know, it's the one that we can you got, tell neither of us are bartenders, right? The one that we got was a little <laughs> bit less expensive. It was it was nice though because it had some caramely notes to it, mm-hmm. and we actually ended up. Uh, having just a nice little uh, tumbler of it over a couple ice cubes, mm-hmm. uh, sipped on it with a Great pear, pear tart that you made. Yeah. And uh, Amaro, there's a ton of options available at different price points. Each one kind of has its own unique recipe, um, which is usually kind of a secret. Uh, like we said, this one had like over 40 herbs and botanicals. So... Probably not something you'd just make yourself on a on a weekend or something. I'm gonna homebrew this in my basement. Um, but this one was uh, it had a couple of artichoke relatives in the mix, one being cardoon and the other one being uh, blessed thistle. I think is how you say it. That would be a good band name. Yeah, blessed <laughs> thistle. Playing Coachella next year. Get your tickets. Um, and then it's aged in oak which makes it kind of unique. Um, you had mentioned that it's got some caramel notes, which mm-hmm. were which were fantastic. And then uh, there's a bit of uh, fresh lemon juice in it. And this was kind of a sophisticated drink, but it was really good. Really enjoyed that one. And probably one that we'll make again. So anything else about Chicago? No, hold on. You just confused me. Did you say that there was lemon juice in the Amaro or did you mean in the cocktail? In the drink. I'm okay. sorry. Did I, did I say <laughs> yes. that was in the Amaro? Like, no, 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 I'm sorry. He's lying nope. to you. The drink itself had some lemon juice in it. Um, you know what I just thought of? What? When we came here on our honeymoon, we went to a Wolf. We went to Spago. Yes. We went to a Wolfgang Puck restaurant. So It was and I remember it was absolutely delicious. It was fun. They treated us great. And then I think we went back again a couple years ago and 
No, not a couple years ago, a couple years a later. Couple years, yeah, yeah. yeah, a couple years after that. And it was, we didn't have a very good experience. Yeah, I remember they were kind of rude to us and, and kind of... Uh, Dismissive. Yes, like, that's a good way to put it. Like, I don't know if, if it was like the tie I was wearing or... <laughs> who knows? <laughs> My hairstyle. They just didn't... Yeah. They didn't take it was unfortunate for no reason. We're nice to diners too, <laughs> right? I know. We know how to behave in restaurants. We're never rude. We tip well. Oh my god! After you've worked in a restaurant, if you are still mean to, well, number one, if you're mean to anyone who is in the service industry, you're an asshole. Yep. Um, but especially if you've worked like in the service and hospitality industry, if you are ever mean to someone after that, yep. Mm, Nope. <laughs> Maybe just caught them on a bad day or something. Yeah. Who knows? It happens. Um, anything else about Illinois? I don't think so. We've been here since 2002, so yeah. we've kind of settled in. It's, our, it's like our adopted hometown at this point. All right. Uh, we're going back to Minnesota, where it all began, where we met, where we <laughs> got married, where we first lived together, bought our first house, all kinds of fun stuff, fond memories. And, and we still go back to Minnesota in the summer. Because we, we have family there. Yes. So the drink that we made for uh, Minnesota was called the Bootlegger, which originated <laughs> at the Wood Hill Country Club in Wyzetta, Minnesota. Um, you're given a bit of latitude on what to choose for your mixer, uh, rum, vodka, bourbon, tequila, or gin. Or you could just mix them all together and really have a party. It's a suicide. <laughs> uh, but we chose vodka for that. It is really weird to me, though, that it's like you can choose any one of these because... Those are not related spirits. No. <laughs> I mean, clearly a bourbon a bourbon bootlegger is going to be different than a vodka bootlegger. Or a tequila one, for crying out loud. <laughs> That's going to be a totally different cocktail. Um, and then there's this bootleg mix that you blend up mm-hmm. and it has citrus juices, uh, agave nectar, mint. Um, but it was, it was good. Yep. And then, club uh, soda. Yeah. Top it off with a little bit of club soda. Um, so here's a story and this is cool. Okay. So the other day I was scrolling on Facebook and someone posted this, uh, a photo of this Lego bar. And They've it, done a whole series. Yes. Of them. And there's this bar <clears throat> that we, uh, called Lee's Liquor. It is now gone, which makes me so sad. Lee's Liquor Lounge. Lee's Liquor Lounge. And uh, they used to have a night called Cosmic Slop, <laughs> which is... Uh, that was the site of our first date. Mm-hmm. And we drank... Uh, <laughs> when a young vodka Johnny cr- met uh, even younger Victoria. Vodka and Cranberries. We, yep. That was our drink of choice back then. He was my boss. Yeah. <laughs> First and only person I ever <laughs> dated from work could have went horribly wrong or well, obviously out it went well. right. Like it did, yeah. <laughs> um, that was a lawsuit waiting to happen, right? An HR nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I like to think I was pretty. You were respectful. Yes. It was he? He. There was no stalking or no, anything going on. No, but after our first date, I went into work and he had put little little heart stickers on my time card. That was probably inappropriate. <laughs> it was adorable. <laughs> I'm and glad you thought so. <laughs> here's something even more ridiculous. So we always used to try and like <clears throat> dress as awesome as possible to impress each other. Yep. And I just remember coming into work one morning and I was wearing 
leather pants and you were wearing these crazy burgundy velvet swirl pattern pants. I miss those pants. <laughs> I don't know if I could rock velvet pants anymore, but I used to. I used to have two pairs of leather pants. I yep. had like a darkish brown one. That sounds really ugly, but they were really cute. Yep. And then I had a red pair that I always used to wear <laughs> with this great Edie Sedgwick uh, tank top. I remember. <laughs> Loved it. Um, thanks. <laughs> um. Yeah. What else can we say about uh, Minnesota? And uh, It's where I learned not to and... drink blue drinks. Yeah. Club Velvet. Yeah. Our friend Dean uh, used to host this uh, night at a bar called Ground Zero. Yeah, it was kind of like tiki drinks and lounge music mm-hmm. and great fun time. Many, many fun nights there. Yep. And that was where we'd gather and see our friends. Yep. Awesome. We'll talk more about that because we've got something really exciting coming up in the new year that revolves around tiki drinks. We're going to leave it at that. Little little teaser for you. <laughs> going to be good. Um, what else can we say about Minnesota? Anything? I miss it. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Let's go to Nevada. Our last stop on the tour, All on right. the road trip. Uh, we made an Americano Presley, which is... Campari. Uh, Campari. And then there's some grapefruit juice in there. Uh, a little bit of sweet vermouth. Club soda. Bitters. Citrus peel. Finish it, yep, finish it off with a little citrus peel. Um, Not our first time having an Americano, but it was it was delicious. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Really enjoyed that one. Um, Vegas holds a special spot in our heart because it's where we celebrated our 10-year anniversary. We got remarried by an Elvis. As as you do. Yes. And (laughs) the Elvis that remarried us was in the Katy Perry Waking Up in Vegas video. Oh, was he? Yeah. How did you know? There must be like a million... Elvis impersonator. I recognize him instantly. Because he didn't look like Elvis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a lot of them don't in the first place, but I totally, yeah. Because I saw saw a clip of the video and I was like, holy crap, that's him. So then I had to go watch this horrible video. Nice. (laughs) Um, Ooh, there's this place. I don't know if it's still there. I would assume it is. It's a dive bar called the Double Down. Not only still there, they have a location in New York City as well. Oh, yep. good to know. Double Down Saloon. Double Down Shout Saloon. Shout out to them. Yep. And uh, it's where I had my first bacon martini. <laughs> Probably last. <laughs> right. Uh, they sold puke insurance. Yep. And they had a special, which I believe was a bacon martini... And a Slim Jim. No, it was a thing of a uh, can of PBR oh, and a Slim Jim. And a Slim Jim. Yeah, it was like their happy hour special for like three bucks or something like that. And then they also did, they sold shots called Ass Juice. Still have it. Which is basically all the all the flow off that winds up on the cocktail mat. Yep. And they just put it in a shot glass. I don't know if they shook it up in, in a cocktail shaker to maybe like chill it down. I think they just wrung out the bar rag See, into a glass. <laughs> I feel like it would be a courteous move to like sh- chill it in and the then, shaker. You know, thus that's why you buy the puke insurance. <laughs> Cause basically what it was is, uh, I, was it like $20 for the puke insurance? Uh-huh. And it was basically like if you purchase the puke insurance and then you should happen to puke during your time there, they would clean it up. If not, you're on your own. 
<laughs> which is brilliant. Yeah. Oh, and oh, they had the worst bathrooms ever. It was a dive bar. It, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's changed or relocated or, you know, it was like a gross kind of cinder block building just down from, was it the Hard, the Rock, Hard Rock Hotel? Yeah. Like it was off the strip. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, like we just were wandering around and it was kind of in like a strip mall type of situation or something. And we just kind of found it. No, and no then, I think we went, I think we had like clear intentions of going there. Did we really? Yeah, because we oh. had to take a cab there. Okay. Look at you spinning a yarn. Well, it sounds better <laughs> that we just found it. We ran into Lemmy and he uh, <laughs> held the door open for us while we were going in. And no, Lemmy was too busy. I bought him puke up, insurance. Holding up the bar at the rainbow. And we were friends for the longest time. Um, no, that, that was a fun place. I think we ended up going there more than once during our, our time too, just cause we enjoyed it so much. So looking forward to checking that out again when it's safe to do so. It was the first time I ever ate in and out burger. Yep. And it was funny because we saw, <laughs> you we, could see the sign like beckoning you from a distance looked closer than what it was. We walked and it was ridiculously far. <laughs> it was like five miles. Maybe it was like a in and out mirage. It, it wasn't was really so there. hot that day too. <laughs> and this was like, you could see like a freeway overpass or something. Like we're walking by like, you know, like <laughs> homeless people with shopping carts and we're like, I got to get to in and out burger. And it, it was we ridiculous. Were we were. We weren't scared. And we, we knew were like, this, we got to go get our burger on. We need the secret menu. So I think I got a four by four animal style just because I wanted to get a photo of it, which Ugh. I probably still have somewhere, but yeah. I, I should dig that out. Ugh. That was good. Uh, we also ate at uh, Bouchon. Oh, <gasps> I remember that meal being yep. so delicious. We had yep. oysters. We had um, roast chicken. Because of course, of course, you're amazing. <laughs> I don't know how. Like this, I mean, this would have been 2009 because mm-hmm. it was our 10 year anniversary. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can remember that stuff. All my memories are food. I love it. I can't remember like what I did yesterday and you're rattling off like dishes that we had 20 years ago. Yeah, I love it's a, it. It's a special talent. Yep. So, oh, and here, this tells, this is like a good time check. The songs that were really popular while we were there that were, they were kind of on endless repeat is blame it on the alcohol by Jamie Foxx. Blame. No, it's, isn't it just called blame? I think it. it's called blame it. And then, uh, that, uh, spotlight song by Jennifer Hudson. Yep. There was a Black Eyed Peas song too, but I, I don't know the name of it. I just kept hearing it and I was getting really annoyed by it. I think it was that. Uh, or was so it a 2000... Fergie thing? I think it might've been Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. I just remember hearing it endlessly, Ugh. like everywhere we went, like every pool that you walked by, <laughs> every car had it blasting out of their radio. And I was just getting so annoyed. Um, yeah. Good times. So this was a fun book. Um, let's uh, discuss our rankings for it. Oh, yes. And then uh, get the heck out of here because we got some uh, short rib ragu to eat. Yes, we um, So now this is an interesting one because as you had mentioned at the beginning of the show, there are no food photographs in here. So the whole food photography and styling category, we get to just skip it. Yep. Walk on by. Uh, doesn't apply. Um Design and layout, however, there's a lot to talk about, and um, you alluded to it earlier, the illustrations that are throughout the book. Mike Burdick is the artist. Um, Really great illustrations. He's got a great Instagram. I was checking that out. 
um, worth checking out. Um, what do you what do you have for design and layout? I gave it a five. Yep. Um, the book they they stick to a red, white, and blue theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we said before, it's there are graphically it's a pretty busy it's a pretty busy page. Um, Yet I didn't find it annoying yeah, or anything. Yeah, they didn't like, go it was, crazy with fonts or anything. If you like to page so book and just have like lots to discuss as far as like trivia and facts and well, yeah, and it's bar a, recipes. It's a and, good book for you know people have tend to have shorter attention spans. Yeah. these days, so you know it's like you can just cherry pick little things out of the book, and you don't have to yeah. sit down and do a deep dive. Um, but I, I, I felt it was laid out pretty well. They, they do have an index in the back that's not only divided by region and state. So like if you're like us where you wanted to pick things that have like a personal connection to you, you can easily like sort that out. But then they also divide it by type of spirits. So if you have a home bar and you have stuff on hand and you want to make a cocktail from the book, that makes it really easy because you can be like, hey, I got some vodka, I got... Uh, you know, this mixer, blah, blah, blah. And then refer to the back of the book and they'll point you in the right direction. So anything else on the design and layout? No, it's... I had a five as well. Oh, I don't know if I mentioned that. There we so go. We're on the same page. No pun intended. All right. All right. <laughs> Degree of difficulty. What did you give it? Um, I gave it a three. Okay. Um, I think it really depends on the particular cocktail you're making. Um, but the instructions were really easy to follow. Obviously, there's going to be some things that are easier to make than others, but I didn't find anything to be too difficult. No, occasionally there would be something like you'd have to make a simple syrup ahead of time. But um, I didn't feel like the ingredients were hard to source or even where you'd be like, I don't know what that is. Um, and, And if there was something where you would be like, I don't know what this is, they generally explain it. Yeah, in great detail. So. Um, yeah, whether you're a a skilled bartender or not, I think you'd be able to navigate this book pretty easily and it it would be entertaining for people at all kind of skill levels and. Oh, I gave it a three as well. Yep. (laughs) Awesome. And for taste, I gave it a five because there was not anything that I didn't like that we made. Yeah. So. And this was kind of a combination of like classic cocktails that everyone's familiar with, like the, the Sazerac, as well as some creations that the author came up with. And, um, and there's also, um, cocktails from like other bartenders at, at, you know, popular bars and whatnot. Yep. So as long as you drink, I would say this is a great gift for someone. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it was really entertaining and we kind of quickly discovered when we got this book, like, oh, we should maybe do an entire weekly feature on this um, and make it really fun. So that's where we're at with it. Um, I gave it a five as well. Did All I right. mention that? You did. All right. Actually, I don't think you did. <laughs> anyway, if you uh, enjoy this episode, please rate and review it. Uh, you can find us on the web at wecookbooks.com as well as Instagram at we underscore cook underscore books and Facebook at we cook books. Uh, production assistance was provided by Danny Schaefer. Thank you, Danny. Our dog Olive is doing very shameful things to the dog bed at the moment on the ground. <laughs> I feel like I should leave her alone. <laughs> oh, Olive. 
All right. Uh, how many jokes do you want? I've got three I could share that all relate to drinking. I okay. feel like I should just like unload them, shower you with jokes. Please do. That sounds bad. Um, <laughs> all right. First one. I, I just went on the hunt for, for drink jokes, drinking related jokes. And okay. this is what I found. This is the best of the best. Oh, okay. Right. If you say so. Grasshopper walks into the bar and the bartender says, Hey, we have a drink here named after you. The grasshopper says, you have a drink named Kevin. <laughs> I like that one. That's cute. All right. Skeleton walks into the bar and says, I'd like a beer and a mop. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not so much? No. Didn't like that one as good? Mm-mm. All right. Now pressure's on. This is number three. This has got to be the killer. You better close the deal, son. What did the bartender say when Charles Dickens ordered a martini? Olive <gasps> or twist? <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Have a fantastic week. Wear a mask.